Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. and welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. I'm Charlotte Spicer, executive producer and host of the show, energetic healer and channel for Yeshua and other members of the divine. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. Today's feature is Guidance from Spirit, channeled messages from beyond the veil with Mother Mary, the ascended being who gave birth to Jesus, the Christ child, in her last lifetime. Joining me is my special guest co-host since 2016, Danielle Gibbons, full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994. After a brief discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through to share her ever-loving wisdom and guidance for the human journey. Danielle has connected people worldwide with Mother's Grace through life-changing courses, retreats, and online events, including pre-recorded and live-streamed discourses and meditations with Mother on YouTube. To learn about Mother Mary's School of Love, an annual event that offers an immersion into personal transformation, visit BelovedPublications.com. Their book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, is an excellent way to open that door for yourself. Members of the Spiritual Insights community are invited to participate in online classes and events with me. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to learn all the details on the events page and how to become a member of the community. Private sessions with the Divine Team and me are always available. Well, I'm excited to get started. Hello, Danielle. Welcome back. It's wonderful to see you. It's great to be here, Charlotte, as always. Thank you so much. Well, we're in the fall season where this year is rapidly ending. Yes, it is. It is. And I I suspect that the energies have really uh, mirrored the feeling of how fast things are going. It really feels like we're building this kind of momentum and I'm not exactly sure what that momentum is or where it's taking me but I can definitely feel it and I I, all I feel is that I'm trying to keep up with something that I can't name but I have to keep up yeah very odd very strange energies kind of tumultuous a little strange but anyway so the best we can do is take care of ourselves the best way we know how Absolutely. And I don't know about you, Charlotte, but I personally struggle with uh, the gray here in the Pacific Northwest. And so we're heading into that season now. And I realized when um, we were talking about what we were going to focus on today's show, I thought, oh, I it is time to ramp self-care up for me. Uh, because it is a challenge um, when the, the, you know, these heavy gray clouds roll into our valley, uh, they really affect me. And so sort of that self-care when you don't feel like doing self-care, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. What does that yes. look like? And, and how do you, uh, yeah. How do you find the, the power to do it, the momentum to do it? Well, we've talked several times about light resistance and shadow resistance. Yeah. So that's where I go right to light resistance. And I talk to myself and say, look how good you're going to feel afterward. Right. Don't God. let this pull you down. I just heard someone say that yesterday. You're literally the second person that has said almost that exact thing to me two wow. days ago. I know. <laughs> oh, Wow, that's pretty cool. I expect someone to say it again tomorrow, and there you have it in threes. <laughs> I was just going to say, and then that's my cue, uh, you know, to know that that is my message. <laughs> well, I've been um, really good about mine, and I'd like to enhance it. Um, do you know what the light quotient exercise is? I don't. It's, a, it's something that Metatron taught. Okay. Uh, through Wendy, uh, Gail, and uh, it's really effective more space for light in your energy field. Mm. And so I'm really uh, getting close to a, like a mile marker number. And so I, uh, I did it a little while ago and I'll do it twice more today. And instantly I had a little more energy than I woke up with. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. I'm very fatigued. My body's very fatigued. So mm -hmm. I, in bringing in more light, it put me in gear. Great. It shifted me into gear. I like that. So I wonder if I can teach you that to get that motivation for yourself. I'd love to learn something like that. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, a little recording I can send to you. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Good deal. Okay. But Mother mentioned that the title would be Joyful Self-Care. Um, that's intriguing. It is. It is. Because I tell you, when I when I'm feeling low or, you know, the the heavy clouds are, you know, taking up too many days in a row, sometimes I look at self-care as a chore. And the the fact that the person yesterday and you today are saying, you know, I have to remind myself, hey, you're going to feel so much better when you do this. Or when you don't do that, you know, and that's the key. I think I forget or I lose sight of the fact that I'm going to feel better. I'm wondering if, let me see, because what's happening for you is a form of uh, self-denial. It's not wanting to reward yourself. So there's some kind of a kernel of self-denial in there. So I'm, I'm trying to locate it and, yeah. and see if I can't clear that block. Give me a second. Oh, you froze up, so I didn't hear any of that. It's been freezing. Um, well, I'll have to we'll have to push through. But mother says she wants you to hear what she has to say first. Okay. okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But I was but I was going into your subconscious mind. There's some kind of block that is stopping you. Not surprising. Not surprising. Mm -hmm. Because I, I know I did an ultra clearing on you, and that would allow you to access really deep self respect and self love, right? Mm -hmm. Caring for myself is me showing my body respect. It's it's respecting my body and and for the level of functionality that it, it offers me. Um, yeah. And I am very on my skincare routine, the apple cider vinegar. I'm getting back on. I had to take a couple of weeks off, but I'm getting back on there. And I think once we allow a lull, 
and we get stuck in that law, it's hard to get yourself back on the, the tricycle. Yes, that is part of the problem. It's better to just never get off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just better not to uh, lapse or to take breaks or to, you know, and uh, and sometimes it happens be without conscious thought I get busy or I'm focused on other things or you know and then I realize oh I haven't done this for a while I think we talked about the last show you were mentioning the apple cider vinegar routine that you had right. and you know getting off it I, I have found that I have one of my big focuses in this life for me is consistency just never stopping or creating a habit that is really healthy and, uh, you know, balanced and supportive of me, and then just not stopping that effort. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I have done well with some things and not so well with others. So, you know, it definitely ebbs and flows. But um, I agree that for me, it's the restarting that seems so labor intensive, even though logically I know it's not, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Um, but I, picture it as um, stepping into a very hot bathtub, very hot bath. You have to ease yourself into it. Right. It, it also takes 30 days to create a habit. Yes. And for me, it's about priority. Mm. Am I going to continue to put others before? Or do I make myself a priority? Yes. Did you hear that? I did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. And that's that's what I try to use to train myself. For me, a lot of times because I I have bouts of depression. Okay. That that saps my energy very quickly, and I have to, and you know, I wrestle with that. Yeah. I wrestle with that. And then, you know, I tell myself that, well, if you want to be this low, you might as well look good and, and, and be in, you know, pretty good health, you know? So I try right. to push through it. Take care of the things you can take care of. Right. And, uh, you know, do your best to be kind to yourself with the things that at the moment you can't seem to take care of. Right. Now, now you get affected by the grayness because you're you're in the Pacific Northwest, you'll get affected by the grayness. I get affected by the cold. I seem oh. to have done pretty well last winter because it was rather mild. I'm in a new place and it'll be possibly a colder winter, but we'll have to see. Yeah. But for me, physical exercise is the trick. Hands down, yep, yes. Physical exercise, it doesn't have to be a serious cardio routine but I have um, exercises that Yeshua gave me to do. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's my, he's my uh, physical trainer too. <laughs> yeah. He's your fitness coach. He's my it. fitness coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, <great. laughs> right. that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Or I think yeah. we could probably put him into the category of life coach, right? The whole thing. Absolutely. <laughs> he takes care of us on every single level for sure. He sure does. <laughs> But yeah, but why don't we hear what mother has to say? Because Beautiful. I'm hoping for some new things. And I also um, made it so that I can start my uh, my smoothies. I like to do smoothies. Yes. And I, I, like, to put, yeah. I like to put kale in because years ago, mother asked me if I could introduce kale 
into my diet two cups of raw kale a day. And I, I'm thinking I'd like to do that again. It's a good one, especially if you break it up, you know, throughout the day. Uh, I had to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two cups. I had to. Yeah. Two cups. One, one cup in a smoothie, one in a salad, and then I was pushing through the salad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, I think I think I would like to do that. We'll see what she says. Perfect. All righty. Right. I'll see you when you get back. Thank you. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome. Thank you. It is wonderful to be here with you and all your beautiful listeners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thank you all for your time and your attention and your willingness to receive because each and every moment it is my joy to give so that's what i want to talk about today joyful self-care so first and foremost it is essential that you discover for yourself what are the sources of joy for you in your life. Mm-hmm. So that might be uh, being out in nature. That might be uh, being of service. That might be your spiritual devotional practice. That might be uh, communing with friends and loved ones, spending time with your children, gardening, right? And the joy can be anywhere from that deep, quiet joy where you're digging your hands in the soil and you think, I just wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Or when all the way up to you finally get to take that trip of a lifetime that you've always wanted to take. And you're on that trip and it seems as though everywhere you look, there are wonders and new experiences and excitement for you. So joy is a spectrum. And knowing what your sources of joy are 
on that spectrum, right? So there might be some things you do that bring uh, some joy, but more a sense of fulfillment or contentment. And then you know there are other things that bring you a lot of joy, where you seem to just be filled with joy. Mm -hmm. Once you have identified these things, I'm going to encourage you, as I often do, to write them down or put them in a document, print it out, post it somewhere, so that you are constantly being reminded of what your sources of joy are. And then the self-care comes in when you place yourself in a position to receive that joy. Okay. So you are consciously making decisions. Um, I'm going to go out in nature and my favorite is when I lie down in the grass or my favorite is when I just lean back against my beloved tree that I love so much or my favorite is when I go swimming in the lake or the ocean. So you want to formulate a deeper understanding of that source. And once you identify your favorite ways, let's say, to commune with nature, then you can expand on that, taking into account the weather and the seasons, right? So if one of your favorite ways to commune is to swim in the lake or the ocean, that may not be available to you in December or February, right? So how can you adapt that? Can you get close to that joy when you go and walk on the beach or when you sit and bundle up and bring your warmest blanket with you and a chair and you sit and you listen to the sounds of the lake, the sound that it makes as the water laps on the shore. You bring yourself as close as possible to the ways in which you source your joy. Okay. And you do this deliberately. It's not just, if you've discovered that Uh, the lake is your greatest source of joy for you, the easiest to connect to, you just feel good when you're at that lake, then it's important that you build that into your routine so that going to the lake becomes a habit. And not to the point where you neglect the other things that are important in your life, but you take it out of the special occasion realm and you put it into the daily realm. And if you don't live close to a lake, 
then you recognize that that might be a source of joy occasionally when you can get there, but you need to find sources of joy that are close to home, easy for you to access. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's a certain kind of med meditation. Maybe it's meditating in a group that you thought, wow, I did that a few times and it was fantastic. So instead of just leaving that to a sort of experience you once had, seek out a meditation group that's either uh, close to you geographically, or if you can feel that same source of joy by meditating online, then do that as well. But you make it a regular part of your daily living. Joy is often that feeling, that experience that people reserve for special occasions, for special events, for special moments. But I'm encouraging you all to go about this in a little more of a conscious manner, right? That if you love joy, if you appreciate feeling joy, if you recognize the potential for expansion that joy offers you, then make it a part of your self-care routine. So eating well is great. Um, skin care is great. Um, but oftentimes people associate self-care with long-term results. And so yes. you are going to exercise so that you can be healthy into your 90s or live to 105 and be uh, have good energy. Or you just want to be healthy now in the moment or more healthy than you were a year ago. And all of that is wonderful. But why not make your exercising a source of joy? So if there's any kind of exercise or movement that maybe makes you laugh or even feels a little silly or fun, and when you do it, it feels joyful, then do that. Make that your exercise routine. If you can somehow figure out a way to make eating well a source of joy for you by taking the time and really feeling the food, being present with the food, and not necessarily in uh, a very serious meditative way, but if you find beautiful food, a source of joy, then you want to make your food colorful, right? You want to go for rainbow colors in your salad. Right. 
simply because when you look at that salad, it uplifts you. It puts a smile on your face. It might be a little bit of joy, but it's joy nonetheless. So the more joy you can source in your daily living, the less likely you are to have those very low points. You are less likely to be overwhelmed by circumstances and the behaviors of others. That's important. So this is self-care on a, a much, much higher level. This is plugging in to joy so often that you don't let yourself sink. Correct. Okay. And one of the greatest sources of joy for all human beings is intimate connection. Whether you are connecting with another human being, with a group of people, whether you're connecting uh, with uh, your environment around you, with uh, divine beings, with uh, the angelic realm, with your ancestors, when you sort of get naked with life, you are going to feel joy, even when that intimacy might be, uh, you might be crying during the uh, period of intimacy. You might feel exposed and uh, you're tentatively exploring intimacy with the people around you. But when you make intimacy a practice, becoming intimate with your food, with your environment, with your body, with your mind, with your heart, your soul, with the divine, when intimacy is forefront in your consciousness, you will find yourself sourcing more and more joy because we are not just talking about momentary joy right right we are talking about long-term sustainable joy the joy that is not affected by other people's decisions or behaviors that is not affected by uh, your mind's ideas of what it's getting or not getting. Mm -hmm. What you should have or what you shouldn't have in your life. Joy transcends fear. Joy transcends doubt. And most importantly, joy transcends the imbalanced ego, that part of you that wants things to go the way you want them to go. Yeah. So joyful self-care is about making joy a priority. 
And it's not something you have to make up. Right? You don't have to pretend or act as if you are uh, joyful. It is simply a matter of understanding what is a source of joy for you and then placing yourself in positions to receive that joy. Absolutely. So I'm going to flip it a little bit right? okay. and make an example of uh, when people are uh, miserable or unhappy. Yes. So everyone in life is going to be affected by loss. And each person feels loss in a different way. It could be losing something you had, uh, losing the opportunity to get something you've never had, mm -hmm. or feeling as though you've been found out and that's not a good look for you or your image has been damaged some way. So that is a loss of perceived image in the eyes of others. So everyone experiences loss differently. And that's simply going to be a part of life. But where human beings take this to an extreme, and this is where the ego becomes deeply imbalanced, is when you all put yourselves in positions to be hurt over and over and over again, thinking that this time it's going to be different. Some of you call this setting yourself up. You can call it self-sabotage, whatever words you want to use. Ultimately, it is a way for you to manufacture your own misery, to stay in your own misery. And you can also do the opposite. You can put yourself in the position to receive joy rather than misery. And that's a difficult honesty for most people to embrace because it's often easier to blame the other people in our lives, um, the circumstances in which we find ourselves. Um, these are the words you all use in your minds that if this were different, I'd be happy. Or if this person behaved differently, we could be joyful together. All these conditions that you place upon people, life, circumstances, when you put too much focus on that, it can generate a lot of misery. Or it can also generate a sort of low-frequency misery, right? It's not highs and lows misery, but it's sort of always running in the background kind of misery. 
an ongoing discontent. Mm -hmm. So you have to look for your behavior. Right? Where are you placing yourself in these positions, regardless of what you believe your motivation to be? Looking at how you end up in these situations again and again, where you place yourself in positions to be hurt. Whether it's because of your own fears, your own expectations of others, yourself, uh, life. Um, this is the most common way that people struggle But if you were to flip that and consciously place yourself in a position to receive joy. Then you can break that cycle, turn it around oh, and plug right. in, plug in more effectively and stay there longer. Yes. I so you mentioned a, a meditation, a light meditation given by our beloved Metatron, yes? Yes. Through our beautiful and beloved Wendy. Yes. When you do that, you say that you feel uh, more energized. You feel as though you have more energy. How does it feel when that energy comes to you? How do you feel when you're doing that light meditation? It's pretty fascinating. It's, it feels like home. It has that feeling. It feels like home. And for me, my experience, the visual of it, I won't describe it because people can't expect to have it the same way, but the visual of it is uh, astounding. Mm -hmm. And and when the light comes in, I can feel my capacity growing. I can feel, especially when I look back, I, I can see the difference when over time, when time passes. And I know that it has really increased my capacity for light. And the more light that comes in, the better I feel. So um you know i have a goal that i need that i want to reach and uh so i want to be doing that several times a day what what i would love to uh address is chronic pain so before we go there i asked you because oh, yes i wanted to ask is would you say then that that is a source of joy for you absolutely mm -hmm. right wonderful so charlotte has discovered uh, a source of joy for herself right and yes of course you have more than one beloved but it is important to highlight that right that this is a source of joy for you now in practical terms charlotte cannot spend all day every day in this uh, light meditation but she can do it enough to where she is actively seeking this source of joy on a consistent basis. So that would be you ensuring 
that you had at least one source of joy that you were uh, receiving each and every day. Your goal is uh, multiple times a day. And that right there is Charlotte saying to herself, this is important to me, not just because of the long-term effects, but because I feel joy in the moment when I'm doing it. So this is at the heart of joyful self-care. If you do something and you feel joyful when you do it, it's safe to say that most likely it's going to have a very positive long-term benefit for you. But the most important thing to remember with joyful self-care is what you feel in the moment. For Charlotte described this meditation is a source of joy while she's doing it. Right? She doesn't have to wait an hour or two or a few days to get some kind of benefit from it. She's feeling the benefit and the joy as it's happening. So that's what I want you all to focus on discovering those sources of joy that are joyful while you're doing it, while you're participating. That's the intimacy. You are having an intimate experience with the light when you do this meditation. You are yes. opening yourself to the light. You are communing intimately with the light and that is the source of joy, the source of joy. Amazing. Because as I was listening to you speak, the words came to me that I wouldn't have thought for myself, but the words came to me that it's like connecting with a friend. And that's what you're talking about, the intimacy, the connection. And doing that meditation is how, I, how you feel when you connect with a very close friend. Mm -hmm. And so if we look at nature as our friend or whatever your sources of joy are, look at that as connecting with a friend. And then there's that reciprocity. Yes. As you, as you connect, you're receiving. So it's brilliant. I love it. Indeed. And you asked about chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a little more difficult. If you are someone that struggles with physical, emotional, mental, chronic pain, maybe some of all three, this may be more challenging for you because pain is there to inform you that something is out of balance. And the frustration is that uh, sometimes there doesn't seem a way back into balance. So for those of you that are in chronic pain, I encourage you to start with the small sources of joy. 
So uh, Charlotte's light meditation is a wonderful example. It is not, it does not take uh, much uh, physically to do a meditation like that. Uh, it doesn't take a lot to um, lose yourself in a wonderful symphony of music or sound. You can choose things that are simple, that are easy for you to access, given your uh, circumstances. Because, again, we want to bring you back to the moment. If you are experiencing chronic pain, there is a consistency to your pain. And oftentimes that consistency of pain can feel as though it fills up all your space in your life, all the space in your life. But that is not true, except under very, very extreme circumstances. There are conditions and illnesses that uh, some people take their own life because the pain is so extreme and there's never a let up. It's at, uh, if on a scale of one to 10, it's at a 12 constantly. Right. But this is a very small, small percentage of the population. And for them, I would have a different message. But for those of you that experience chronic pain in a more widespread um, way, you need to look for the small moments. Where can you source joy in ways that's easy for you to access, easy for you to be a part of, easy for you to create for yourself or ask for from others? And to the best of your ability, you stay focused in that moment. You let yourself, and this is how I'm going to end for today, because this is a big part of what all this hinges on, is you allowing yourself to experience joy. Sometimes when there are circumstances that surround you, it can feel as though you don't deserve to have joy. If you have family members in Ukraine or in uh, Israel uh, where you are taken, they are taken captive or you haven't heard from them, it can feel as though you should not have joy. Or if you are in chronic pain, that for whatever reason in this life, you don't get joy. Or because other people are suffering, maybe you have a child 
who is involved with drugs and alcohol, and it is creating so much pain and suffering for them, and that affects you, that then you don't get to have joy, or you can only have little bits of joy, because the person you love the most in this world is suffering so terribly. Be careful of that. Be very careful of that because joy never, never makes it so others feel deprived. You do not have to be in misery because of other people's circumstances and not feel joy. People believe that if they feel joy, it's as if they are making light of other people's misery, that they are saying their misery doesn't matter to me, doesn't count, don't care. That is not the case at all. Joy comes from love. Joy comes from intimacy. You can have happiness, but not really uh, be very good at accessing joy. Joy is much bigger than happiness. It is a wellspring within you. It is your essence, your divine self coming forward in a big way. Even if it's just a moment or 10 minutes, or one hour, or one vacation, or one meditation, it is always there within you, and it never belittles or minimizes other people's pain. As a matter of fact, true joy lifts the suffering around you. It lifts your own suffering, and it lifts the suffering of others. Because even people who are experiencing terrible situations, they want to be joyful. They don't want to stay in the energy of those circumstances. They want joy too. So imagine that the more joy you feel and you hold is a divine service to all those around you. And so divine self-care isn't just for you. It is for everyone. What's happening beneath the surface when it feels like a chore? Is that, like it, I said, self-denial? Self-denial is a good uh, term. Um, lack of deservability, uh, oftentimes the shadow will make up stories that this is going to be a big effort or boring, or this is uh, not going to work, or I'm going to start it and I'm not going to keep up with it, right? The shadow likes to create these stories to keep you from expanding too fast into the light. Okay. So when you hear these stories, oh, this is going to be hard. 
you can remind, as you spoke earlier, Charlotte, that you're going to feel really good. And there's a bigger part of you that loves feeling good. Right. That's the greater part of you. Yes. So sometimes you have to appeal to that part of yourself and really stay close to that part of yourself. And the best thing you can do is ask me for help. Mother, relieve me of this uh, negative attitude around joyful self-care. And please give me the power to act on my joyful self-care. And then trust that I will. Let me do it, beloved ones. Yes. All right, beloved. Thank you, Mother. I appreciate it. You are welcome. Please, to everyone, bring this into your end of year, holidays, family get-togethers. Bring your joyful self-care into all your life. And let's bring it forward into particularly this time of year when self-care is so essential. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. I love you all. Always. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Well, you have to go. So I want everyone to visit BelovedPublications.com to learn more about Danielle and Mother's community and to participate in their calendar of events. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to book a private energetic healing with me, Yeshua, and the Divine Team. I'd love to connect with you face-to-face. -face. Well, thank you so much for uh, all of your brilliance and your time and for bringing Mother through. That was very enlightening. Thank you. I'll, as always, it is such a joy to be here with all of you, and uh, I'll see you next month. Okay, sounds good, and I'll send you that meditation. Perfect. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.